welcome in to On the Hubgrass. Grab a hot dog from Casey's, grab some popcorn on Main Street, sit down with us today and talk about all things Disney parks, past, present, and future, and even worldwide. Today, um, I'm joined by my illustrious co-host, Mason Betterly. You might know him from TikTok as the unofficial CEO of Disney, or if you're a Lego fan, he was the fan creator of the 50th anniversary Haunted Mansion Lego idea set. Today we'll be talking about um, things to get to know us better as Disney Park fans. So like I said, I'm gonna introduce Mason here real quick, get let him introduce himself even further, and we'll get into the episode. Yeah. Hey, everyone. Uh, welcome to uh, episode number one. I'm really excited to be here. Um, and uh, yeah, just to kind of take a deep dive into everything uh, going on now um, in the Disney parks and uh, getting excited about the, the future and um, and always delving into the past and all the fun history. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So I guess I should introduce myself as well. I, I went right into introducing Mason. Uh, my name is Matt Artiberry <laughs> and some of you might know me from WWNT. I am part of the pressing issues panel. So you catch me on there. Um, every couple of Sundays, you'll see me on there talking about Disney parks news. Um, or you can see me on YouTube. Uh, my wife and I have a family vlog called Matt and Mary Kate, where you can see us going to Disney every once in a while, as well as following us um, as our family grows. So Mason and I, uh, we met through, actually I followed, found him on TikTok. Um, as I said, he's the unofficial Disney CEO, found his videos really awesome and exciting. And we share a lot of similar thoughts about Disney and a similar perspective. So I thought it'd be really great for us to sit down each and every week to talk about all things Disney. Um, so here on the hub grass, we will take a little bit different perspective on a Disney podcast where a lot of Disney podcasters will sit down and tell you where to find the best plastic cheese in Walt Disney World or to find the new Mickey shaped treat. Here we want to make sure we sit down and actually talk about Walt's mission and the great Imagineers and influencers and the great Disney history and where we want to see Disney in the future. Uh, one of the greatest um, segments on Mason's TikTok is him saying that if he were the CEO of Disney, what he would do. And I think we both share that kind of not so much fan casting, but also kind of fan theorizing and fan imagineering about where we want to see the Disney parks go in the future or we, how we want to have it stay the same. So uh, today we're going to do a kind of Q&A that you guys learn more about us um, in our own unique fashion. Um, but first we're going to sit down and talk about kind of our first question of the day is, why are we Disney fans and essentially what kind of, what is that initial moment or that, um, that moment in our Disney obsession that really began our love for the park. So Mason, I'm gonna kick it off to you real quick. What would you say is that like, why are you, why are you a Disney fan? And what is that, um, those first initial moments in your kind of fandom or in your early life uh, that really led yeah. you to where you are as a Disney parks fan? Yeah. So, um, you know, I was, uh, just like you, we were both born uh, in the early 90s, so we were kind of born right into the height of the Renaissance, so that was 
you know, being a kid at that time, uh, it was everywhere. Um, I remember, you know, going to KB Toys as a kid at my local mall to get um, Hunchback of Notre Dame action figures because that was a thing apparently. Nice. Um, nice. And getting, uh, you know, um, uh, memorabilia plates for Hercules at McDonald's. So, um, and then every year, uh, growing up, maybe, you know, between, I, I don't know, like ages four to 12, maybe, um, we, mm -hmm. every, uh, every year, um, in New Jersey where I grew up, they have a, um, like a teacher's convention weekend in early November. So you get a couple of days off. I think you get the whole nice. week of uh, school off. So that's when we would always go. And that was also like New Jersey week. Because everybody down there was from New Jersey at the time. Um, yeah. But, yeah, so, I mean, I grew up going. Um, we would drive down. Uh, so it was our annual pilgrimage. Um, it was about, like, 20 hours in the car. Uh, and that was before cell phones, you know, before I had, you know, iPhones and stuff. <laughs> so it was just mind-numbing. But, um, but, yeah, I mean, I love the films. I love, um, you know, I studied, uh, I studied, uh, cinema in college, uh, so I'm I'm all about the craft behind the films, both uh, animated and live action. Um, the real film, the real film that made me want to make movies was the first parts of the Caribbean film. Um, I oh, wow. absolutely adore it uh, still. Um, not so much the other one films, of my favorites but, for sure. Um, yeah, but at every turn, at every turn in my life. Um, Disney has been there. I met my wife through a, through a job opportunity with Disney. Um, I, you know, we got, we went there on our honeymoon. We got engaged there, blah, blah, blah. But wow. uh, she's probably going to hate that I said blah, blah, blah to that. I'll pay for that later. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so it's, you know, it's, uh, it means a lot to me, um, you know, and, uh, and I, I'm sure I'm not the only one. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, because we, we're we're both um, early nineties kids, like you said. And for me, I know that the first kind of big obsession that I had was um, the Lion King. Actually, uh, my mom had my daughter, or my my daughter, my sister, uh, in ninety five, <laughs> and um, she had some complications uh, with that pregnancy and things like that. So uh, I spent a lot of time at home with her um, as she was recovering from. Um, that and so I would basically watch them like you know on repeat to the point where she had my mom basically had that movie memorized and um, just to be bit like at the, that in my mind Lion King is if not the greatest uh, animated movie ever made at least especially the greatest Disney movie um, ever made or at least animated movie ever made um, just be to be caught up in that world and that fantasy but also like to be captivated by animated lines is pretty special. Um, which also leads to, um, a question later on in the show about like what my favorite park is and kind of what my favorite land is. Um, but also not, not only being caught up with that movie, but also my area fortunately had a, one of the original Disney stores where we had to walk in and look like they had those um, statues, maquettes of Mickey and Minnie and Goofy, and the the store was so well themed that you felt like you were in Disney. And I was fortunate enough to be able to go to Disney. What was that? Yeah, it's iconic. Oh, iconic for sure. 
And <laughs> it, it was just like a little taste of Disney World because I hadn't had the chance to go uh, until I was about you know, six years old. It was our first trip down to, down to Florida. And that was a mind... I'm going to say mind-blowing experience, but it really was this. It was a mind-blowing experience because I never been to a place that I felt like I was no longer on, like in, in on Earth in, in some cases, or at least in the real world. I felt like I was transported somewhere else and in seeing the animatronics, the characters walking around that I'd grown up just loving. Um, I loved the original Mickey shorts. I had a chance to watch those a lot growing up. Um, and we were lucky, especially as 90s kids, to grow up in that Disney Renaissance with Aladdin, Hunchback, all the movies that were really um, formative into the basically the Disney zeitgeist of like the the best movies, um, in my opinion, to be made in the long or for a long time or even ever um just with that team and the behind the animation studio as well and um but i would say the, the moment that really that really captivated me and made me a disney parks fan was um first walking down main street for the first time uh, i love main street a lot because it's taking you back into a different part of history but also when you see the castle for the first time um, being framed by those iconic buildings um, was just a breathtaking moment. And then another thing that really inspired me and um, feeds my fandom is was Splash Mountain. Splash Mountain was the first one, the first rides I ever rode. Um, as a kid, I was never really, never really big at like thrill ride. Uh, kind of kid. And that was the first kind of big thrill ride that I rode <laughs> per se, um, that kind of helped me conquer those fears of, of big drops and, uh, fast rides with Splash Mountain, but not, but also that music is so iconic and the animatronics. That was the first place I really kind of experienced first ride. I really experienced, um, with animatronics, um, beyond the, the little dolls in uh, small world. Um, animatronics that went a little bit farther than um, some basic animation. So um, for me, growing up in kind of the one of the best times in Disney history, um, but also first seeing the castle the first time and realizing there was this really magical world ahead of me. So, um, so kind of piggybacking off of that, um, our next kind of get to know you question is, yeah. what is your favorite park or land? Um, this has been, that's actually really tough for me because I think literally until my last trip, my favorite park was, uh, Magic Kingdom. Um, cause I mean, it's where all mm -hmm. the, the classics are. Um, and, yeah. uh, you know, it's, it's, it's iconic. Uh, but this last trip, um, I actually had two days uh, in the park. I went, I went back in March, um, mm -hmm. which, uh, you know, was very, was very different than any other trip <laughs> I've ever been on because of all the regular, even from when we're yeah, recording definitely. this right now, it's very different. Yeah. Um, very different. But I, yeah, I, in that sense, it was just, it was insane. But, um, you know, I, I had two days in Magic Kingdom, and 
I was bored. I was pretty much bored by the halfway point of the first day in that park, just because everything sure. has been done. Everything, you know, you do all these things every time. Um, and I don't know, is it, is it, is that a me problem or is that a park problem? I'm not sure. <laughs> sure. Um, you know, it has, it has my favorite ride. It has the haunted mansion. Um, yeah, but, uh, yeah, I really got the most enjoyment this past trip from Hollywood studios. And I was most skeptical about that park because of all the stuff that had changed in the interim since the last mm -hmm. time I'd been there. You know, I hadn't seen, uh, Batu. I hadn't seen star, uh, excuse me, toy story land. So, uh, but it really, I really got a ton of enjoyment out of, uh, my, my studios day. Um, mm -hmm. so I guess as of right now, um, Hollywood studios is my favorite park. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, 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 I don't know that we'll, we'll wait and see until next time. Maybe next time it'll be different. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah and, and I, th I think not to get into like trip planning advice, but I, I always have a hard time going to the same park two days in a row because I do have that experience where I wrote everything the first day, or at least majority, of the, majority of the things I want to ride in the first day. And then it's like, well, I, am I going to ride those things again? Or am I going to just kind of like, just kind of absorb the park? Um, and I always find it better to split those days up. Cause it's like, well, I wrote everything the first day I visited. And then the next time, if I go a few days later, I'm like, oh, I want to go ride that again, or I want to go experience that again. Um, but if you do that two days in a row, it can get kind of monotonous oh, in a yeah. way um, Absolutely. or jarring. Um, so for me, and I kind of hinted this in the last question, um, I really love Animal Kingdom. Um, and there's multiple reasons why I love Animal Kingdom. One being Joe Rody. Joe Rody for me, um, I've said this to some friends of mine that he was, I, I view Rody as our Uncle Walt, um, where like each generation kind of has that Imagineer that really is um, influential in the creation of the parks, the direction of the parks, and was the face of the parks for, like I said, that, or that late 90s or even early 90s. And even just recently, he was really big, big name, big influence on the parks, um, obviously with the creation of uh, Animal Kingdom. Um, and the, you, you and I were really part of that, really the target of that, that media push back in the 90s of yeah. the McDonald's toys, the commercials yeah. on all the TV shows that we watched. Um, so Animal Kingdom was definitely a big part of what I saw Disney was. And um, yes, yes. Yeah, and I know you're a big fan of uh, Beastly Kingdom, or at least the, oh. what could have been Beastly Kingdom. We, oh, I'm sure there'll be a whole episode on its own. Fan of Joe, so. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, really? Okay. A little different there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I really love Joe and what he did um, because I'm, I'm a big Mark Davis fan. And so Joe did a lot of what Mark Davis did when creating um, – when when Mark created Jungle Cruise, he went to these places and to really try to bring some authenticity um, to all the – in the case of Mark Davis, the ride that he designed um, for Joe was the whole park. Um and so, like, like I said, I, for me, he was the face of Imagineering. He was that face uh, because obviously we didn't have walls. We didn't have um, those early Imagineers to kind of guide the 
the um, the story that they were trying to tell. And um, yeah. Animal Kingdom was, yeah, I, was I, is not a zoo. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh yeah. Well, I just I kind of feel like I kind of feel like, and we were sort of halfway in between. I feel like Tony Baxter was like the Eisner lead Imagineer, and then sure when he left, or when when Eisner left, I mean. Um, Joe sort of became like the Iger era main Imagineer and I feel like they both mm-hmm. left generally around the same time so I'm really interested to see um, who's kind of going to be picking up the, the mantle as sort definitely, of that main guy for, for uh, Chapik yeah and, 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 and to that point too I think Zach Ridley's done a lot um, he's a really big on Instagram, kind of promoting what's going on. I don't think he's actually designing anything. Yeah. He's kind of just like that, that kind of PR Imagineer. Um, but yeah, and and I love Animal Kingdom. I know that Beast of Kingdom could have been really great. We, I, I would, I would argue, we kind of saw it in Universal Studios um, when all those Imagineers oh, left. Yeah. No, so you're, you're absolutely right. Um, yeah, so it's like, it's like it could have been cool, but to see what they did in Universal Studios was kind of disappointing in my opinion but obviously the concept art for beast of the kingdom was really great uh, and the rides that could have been disappointing that's not (laughs) yeah get out of town yeah i know (laughs) no now they're actually Um, kicking butt so no they are and uh, like i said i think that like i think we're figuring out all of our episode ideas coming in the future because i think that's a a whole other can of worms we get into and i have a lot of pains on that um but I really love Animal Kingdom because it is so different than the other parks in the fact that it's like it's 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 basically they were able to find a way to immerse you um, in a much in a, such a thoughtful way um, in a very authentic way where yes we have some like immersion in in um, World Showcase but you definitely can tell it's like a it's like a it's a World's Fair pavilion um where animal kingdom really brings you in with not only the the theming but also the horticulture with the with the landscaping and everything they've done to kind of bring you into these different places around the world um to introduce you to these unique animals but also um some really great rides as well um yes the yeti doesn't work and i think that was one of the biggest snafus of all time um but I hope one day they'll get that fixed because I, I do like Everest um, for what it is today. <laughs> um, I, I don't, I mean, like it sucks that it doesn't work, but it's not, it doesn't really break it through. Cause you go by him so fast and sure. you know, I, but I, to that, mm. I, I'm not, I'm not too bent out of shape about. The- yeah. Yeah. And I'll, I'll people give that right a lot of crap for that, but I feel like you said it for me, it still works. And, uh, one big thing that really kind of, kind of endeared me to Joe was, uh, if you recall the, it was a Disney channel back in 06, um, was the, uh, building a thrill ride. Um, it was that kind of discovery channel style show that really showed you everything. It was like, they, they went through the making of animal kingdom, but also that ride itself and really blew me away on when they were showing the testing for the Yeti in that, in that show or that mini series, I was blown away. I was like, how can they even do this? Um, obviously it, it was some poor engineering on the back end, but, um, it really, and 
brought me into what it meant to be an Imagineer, and that just really blew me away and why Animal Kingdom has such a special place in my heart. Um, but, I, like, I, but like you said, I do love studios. Uh, being um, a 90s kid, MGM was also a really fun place to be. Um, oh, yeah. And obviously Magic Kingdom um, is is the flagship park in Walt Disney World. Um, but like you said, I think it's for me it's gotten a little stale. Um, yeah because there hasn't been much innovation. And I think um, there's something to say about kind of preserving, preserving some of the, the mainstays, the original rides, but there's also a need to freshen up at certain times and, and plus up. Um, I think if we did more plussing up, um, all the parks would be a lot better off for it. Um, well, I'll give you, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll put this to you because I, and mm -hmm. now I'm going off script. So, so I'm no, that's sure, fine. I'm sure, you're gonna love this, but no, yeah, if, go for it. Keeping, if you could get rid of any attraction, just to free up the space, maybe open it up to something new in the Magic Kingdom, let's say, just because we're talking about freshening mm -hmm. that up, what would yeah. you? And I'm not saying what you'd replace it with. Just what attraction do you think sure. the the park could stand to lose? Yeah. And I'm glad you asked me this because it's it's sort of go going on to the, the next question that I have about uh, controversial park hot takes. But for okay. me, right, the one the, the and, and I, I I I had two, so this is perfect. This is um, the one I wasn't going to initially reveal because I think I'll get uh, potentially burnt in the comments. But I would get rid of uh, Small World. Um, yeah. For me, I hate like I don't hate that ride, but I also hate that ride. Um, I know it's a, but the thing for me, it's like the small world in Disneyland is the original. So if we want to like exactly, do that, yeah. like preserving, like hit, like museum style, save the one in Disneyland. Obviously that one has a lot of historical significance. The one in Disney world is just a rehash and like, Hey, all the parks need a small world. I don't think we need small world everywhere. Um, <laughs> just cause I, I, I love Mary Blair to death. Her art's beautiful. Um, but, if it's if it's one of those days where the park's really busy and it has a five minute wait, I'll get in there for the AC. But if I don't need to ride it, I won't um, because I think it's just uh, uh, earworm, and I just not a huge fan of it. I think um, I would love to see if I'm gonna, I'm gonna take it to the next step with this. I would love to see potentially a tangle ride in that 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 space. Just kind of feed into from 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 the 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 tangled poopers and take it all the way into um, a ride based off of that. I Rapunzel, I think that movie is one of the best um, modern Disney animated movies. I know that everyone is a big Frozen fan, but I think Tangled um, is often unjustly for, overshadowed um, around that time period. I think it would be great to have a ride. Um, a ride around Rapunzel and Ryder. And I think those characters would really lend themselves well and hopefully producing something better than what we saw with frozen ever after. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I would love to see small world removed. Honestly. Um, I think okay. Peter Pan is a great, um, ride there, but I think definitely fantasy or fantasy land needs some freshening up. I know we just got the new fantasy land expansion, but I think that that thoroughfare needs, needs a, a refresh with some of the rides in there. Yeah. And, but for me, it's that freshening up from 
what, like 2012, 2014, which is why I would actually redirect my attention and I would actually focus, I would actually get rid of the Hall of Presidents. So, okay. Uh, because Liberty Square is just shops, Haunted Mansion, mm-hmm. yeah. Hall of Presidents, and that's it. At least yeah. in, you know, I, I, I do agree with you. Um, I think I think you might have I think I did a video about like moving it's a small world to Epcot instead um, oh sure back. but yeah um, but Hall of Presidents is just it you, they have to take it down for like how many months every you know four every four years year, every, every four to eight years yeah yeah so you're sink they're sinking they're losing time or you know they're they're losing. Um, you know, that as, as an attraction for people, um, there you're sinking, you know, you got to put a new audio animatronic in every, every new president. So there's that. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, it's just such a large venue. You could do a new show. You could do an attraction when I was, I don't know, like 20, maybe I was 19 or something. I like created this whole pitch. Um, or circling around the old um, Disney short uh, Ben and Me, with like the mouse <laughs> in Ben Franklin's hat. But you go like he creates a time machine, and you go through like American history, and uh, you know you do it. You do something. Honestly, it would kind of be like a colonial dinosaur. Um, but oh, okay, you know, it would that's be, cool. Like, it would be something fun to get people there because yeah. everyone's just pass up. If you're not going to Haunted Mansion, you're either just shopping or just passing through. Most yeah. people no, yeah. really just yeah. use that ride for air conditioning. No, yeah, and I I, I agree with that. And um, for me, I haven't seen I've, I haven't sat down and watched Hall of Presidents in a long time, and yeah, probably, I, I would probably definitely agree. And, and 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 the, and the reason that I don't mind it being there is because Walt was such a big fan of American history and his patriotism, and I and I think. I would love to see – that's a great idea too. I think I would love to see um, a ride that was originally pitched back when Disney was looking to buy the Muppets. Oddly enough, yesterday was the 30th anniversary of Muppet Vision 3D. Is that there was going to be like a um, – basically like the Muppets retelling history. And we already see the Muppets – or we, we saw the Muppets there um, in Liberty oh, Square doing their – Yeah, that was ama- that was wonderful. It was wonderful. Yeah. But they, they, they had a whole ride basically based around that. Um, I did not know. And like a full-blown Muppets ride. And I think that would be a great way to bring the Muppets more in the parks. Yeah. Um, but also to find a way to make that uh, another e-ticket or at least something that would bring more crowds into that. Maybe instead of going right to the Haunted Mansion queue, you go to that one first just to help yeah. alleviate some of that. Um, something a little more, more exciting, like you said in Liberty Square, because I definitely do believe that Liberty Square needs another ride, and maybe the Hall Presence isn't it, because we have the great moments of Mr. Lincoln um, that's, again, bring stuff from Disneyland to Disney World. Um, They're our version of that. Um, So, yeah, that is is a good pick as well, I think. And you have the the American Adventure, I think, accomplishing Mm -hmm. way more than the Hall President does. Yeah. So, and let's admit it, let's admit it, Kermit's a little sexy in a tri-corner hat. He always has. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I, I can't say you're wrong there. I can't say you're wrong Uh there. 
Yeah. Um, so, like I said, I hinted when you asked that question. Our next question is our Disney Parks kind of hot takes. Um, mm-hmm. Basically switching from Magic Kingdom to Studios. Um, one of my, I think, the most overhyped ride. And I would say I do enjoy this ride. I think it's a really fun ride. But um, I think it's it's past its time. For me is Rock and Roller Coaster. Um, yes. I love that pre-show. I love the theming of it. Um, but the ride, I, I think everything to the ride falls short for, or everything up until the ride is amazing. The ride falls short for me. Um, basically it's space mountain that has, has inversions and with cardboard, like plywood cutouts of different things in LA. Um, I think it was, they, they did a lot of, I think, like I said, I think the, the theming up until the, on the ride, the, even the ride vehicle is better than the ride itself. Um, for me, is just kind of, <laughs> it's, it's outdated. I, 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 I love that ride vehicle that the music, it's really exciting, but the ride itself is just kind of meh. Um, yeah. because there's like, if, if you want to have a themed roller coaster, I hope we see a really great themed roller coaster with, um, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Cosmic Rewind. Um, we'll hopefully see a better version of that, but um, I wish there's something different there uh, because I know people love, I love that ride. Um, and I, like I said, I do enjoy it. Um, and I said this one time in a uh, vlog we did while we were at studios is that like, I don't see this as a three hour wait ride. Uh, if you're waiting in line for three hours for a rock and roll coaster, you're, you're wasting your time in my opinion. Oh, yeah. So that's kind of my quick hot take. Um, yeah, uh, and I completely agree with you. Um, I I have other opinions about rock and roller coaster I might touch on later. Yeah. But um, but yeah, no. Uh, what's interesting is that there was going to be um, a roll. There's I feel like it's oh, that area has always been earmarked for a roller coaster because originally that was going to be mm-hmm. the Maroon Cartoon Studios where they did. Uh, like a roller coaster with baby Herman or something. Um, oh yeah. 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 And that was that, you know, you were gonna, uh, I heard you, you would get like a baby bonnet to ride with. I, I don't know how long that would have lasted. It would have been pretty ridiculous, but yeah, um, definitely. But yeah, I feel like that area has always been like earmarked for a roller coaster, no matter what, um, for, you know, for my hot takes, um, Honestly, um, I, I, I can't right now. I don't have like a ton of hot takes that are, um, you know, too out there. I think we should have gotten rid of, uh, we should have gotten rid of, um, the Swiss family treehouse decades mm-hmm. ago. Um, yeah. but I understand why they keep it because it's mm-hmm. like almost zero maintenance. It's, you know, requires pretty much nothing. Um, sure. but yeah, I mean, going back to what I was thinking or, you know, cause, cause, uh, you know, my, my take with moving uh, small world, you know, it would make mm-hmm. more sense cohesively to put that, you know, at the mouth or somewhere like right around the mouth of the world showcase. Sure. Cause that's sort of the point. It's always felt weird that it was in fantasy land to me. Yeah. Um, but then you have so much land, um, not just with that show build show building as it is, but even further back 
uh, backstage, so you can open up because it always bottlenecks there around the definitely the tank does. bathrooms, and it's a nightmare. Mm-hmm. So to even like tear down the building, even and push it back and have a beautiful landscape coming going up to, uh, you know, the the right entrance, the Snuggly Duckling or what whatever. But um, yeah, definitely. But yeah, I yeah, it's um, that's definitely something that. Uh, you know, I, I think I, I agree with you that um, uh, the Disney World, um, it's a small world, should probably be on its way. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. It, like I said, I think it's um, obviously a lot of historical significance uh, from Disneyland, obviously being um, part of that World's oh, Fair, um, which was the foundation for Disneyland itself. Um, but again, I think it's, if I want to go ride some classic attractions that were the foundation for the parks, I'll go to the original park to do that. Um, and I think, and I think we both agree with this, that there is the sentiment that there needs to be more park exclusive rides. And we've become so in the, the current administration has become so enamored with, um, having all these rides everywhere. So, so everyone has a chance to ride them, but really I think it's just a budget cut thing. Yeah, I well, I think I, I want to say yes and no. I'm ne- I doubt I'm ever going to Shanghai. I doubt I'm ever going to sure. Hong Kong. Um, I, I I don't know. Next time I'm going to be going overseas in general. So yeah, in, in that sense, I would kill to ride Mystic Manor. So if there was a way to bring that over, yeah, I'm there. If there was a way to ride the Shanghai's Pirates, um, I, I, you know, I, I'd love to do that. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I was lucky enough to go to Disney Paris back in 2005 and that was amazing. Nice. Um, so, you know, but you know, the thing that sucks is, you know, it was like what, 12. So, you know, they're yeah. all just sort of like flashes of memory. No, yeah. You're, you're, yeah. Your perspective has definitely changed and everything too. <laughs> yeah. So that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, so for me, I think, um, a lot of, there's a lot, there's a lot of IPs that I miss in the parks. I think there's a lot of IPs from our child that have been kind of forgotten. And, um, so I'm posing the question to you now is, um, is there an IP that you grew up with or uh, maybe even like an older IP or a newer IP that you wish had more representation in the park? Um, for for me, uh, on, honestly, I you know my favorite character growing up was Captain Hook, so I've always been kind of blessed with uh, yeah. having Peter Pan rep in the park. But um, I also was a huge fan of Ichabod and Mister Toad. Uh, of course, we lost Toad back in ninety eight, ninety seven. I got there. my entire second grade class to sign a petition to bring nice. the ride back. Uh, they were very, they're very nice uh, to me. They sent me um, an autographed, uh, two autographed pictures. One was Sorcerer Mickey, uh, and um, the other one was a bunch of characters out on the lawn in front of the castle. So my second grade nice. teacher got that, and I kept the Sorcerer Mickey one, I think. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I really love Legend of Sleepy Hollow. Um, I. Uh, I, I, you know, I, it gets little references here and there. Um, and of uh, course we, at Halloween time is when he really gets his, when sure. the horseman gets the shine. Um, yeah. and 
the horseman was even, you know, in the history of the Haunted Mansion. He was at one time slated to show up in that. Um, oh, nice. I, I wish there was a I way. Um, I, and honestly, <laughs> I was, I was honestly, I was making lunch today and I was thinking, wouldn't it be cool if now that we don't have Mr. Toad on the East Coast, if we had Ichabod? So like East Coast had Ichabod, West Coast has sure. Mr. Toad. So it's like one side of the, each side of the, the film. Um, but yeah. just as like a little dark ride, I don't know what you do and you probably wouldn't be able to get away with it now because of how scary it would probably be. Um, but yeah. I mean, because at the end of the day, we, we, yeah, we, we, yeah, we, we know these are scary, scary rides. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, but, uh, you know, I wish, I wish that got some representation. Um, another, my, one of my, I think Lion King to you is um, Hunchback to me. I oh, love nice. Hunchback. No, I, I love um, Hunchback as well. I love Hunchback. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, oh, I think that is, it's definitely, um, probably in my top three Disney films. Um, but yeah, I'd say uh, it's definitely in my, my upper top 10 for sure. Yeah. Um, I wish there could, there was a way to do an attraction. I have no idea, but I loved the old yeah. show back in MGM, uh, back in those days. Oh yeah. Every Love time, it. um, up until it was closed in 2002, but, um, mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, those are two of the major ones that I wish there was some way to somehow finagle an attraction. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, you know, uh, today. What about yeah. you? Mine is, and this is just because I was obsessed with this movie growing up. Um, I was a big fan of the CD-ROM game. I my my teacher had this game. Um, as one of the games you could play when you finished your work when I was in third grade. And so I'd always okay. hurry, hurry through my work and get it and, and uh, so I could play it all the time. Is Atlantis, The Lost Empire. Really? Um, oh, okay. I love that movie to death. I still, I still, I, I'll still pop it in eventually. Um, occasionally on Disney Plus, I have all the Blu-rays, things like that. Um, I, I just love Milo Thatch. Um, I love Kida. I wish Kida was part of the Disney princesses. Ultimately, obviously, the, the movie didn't do as, as well as um, it could, it should have to for her to be deemed as a Disney princess. But to me, she's still a Disney princess. Um, yeah. I love that movie so much. Um, the the CG, the the animation is just. It was kind of that. It was ahead of its time in a lot of cases uh, with the Leviathan, with the um, some of those underwater scenes. It's it's beautiful and obviously um, it didn't do really well in the box office and fans a lot of fans don't really know who that movie what that movie is um but i, I had all the mcdonald's toys um so for me i would love to see it somewhere uh, i wish we had like a greece pavilion or something like that um and kind of kind of like that ancient greek um ride maybe um kind of a, a boat, dark boat ride I think it would be really, really awesome. I think there were some really great breathtaking moments um, with like the heart of Atlantis and things like that. Um, the colors are really beautiful. I think it would really lend itself to a really nice flashy dark ride. Um, but again, a lot of people don't know, don't know <laughs> what, who, what the movie is or even who the characters are. Uh, one of my favorite things to do is we'll play um, like guess the character 20 questions and in like waiting in the queues for rides and I'll always pick Milo. I always pick Milo and everyone's like, who are, who are you even, who are you even like, who's even your character, your 
making this guess and I always say Milo Thatch and they're like, who is Milo Thatch? And I'm like, he's one of the, he's like this nerdy guy, this uh, works at a museum um, that discovers Atlantis. And a lot, there's such a fun cast of characters um, in that movie. And I think it'd be really fun to see them in a dark ride. Um, like I said, maybe in World Showcase, I can't really think of where else they would fit at this point. Um, yeah. We also need a, a, we also need a Greek pavilion as well to make this even work. Um, but I think those characters are so fun, and um, I would love to see them more in the parks for sure. Yeah, well, and I know there were several attempts to get an Atlantis ride off the ground. I I, I seem to recall. I, I think they were trying to change oh, okay. the submarine ride for a while. Um, You're right. Okay, I have heard that before. And then I heard a rumor that they were trying to do something else in um, Adventureland. But but either way, they got the last laugh because I feel like I feel like Atlantis was sort of the patient zero for everything going on with sea now, and they've even worked Atlantis into sea. So um, yeah. Because of that no, you, no, you, yeah, you're right about, about you're you're right about the, you're right about the Adventureland ride. There's like this like like fire, big volcano they were they were gonna put yeah Fire yeah. Mountain. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. um, but yeah, because even now in um, uh, Typhoon Lagoon, there's a sea, um, well, sea based sort of. And for for listeners uh-huh. who don't know what that is, it's it's Disney's sort of storytelling secret society. Of explorers and adventurers, I see. Yeah, I get sometimes I yeah. mix I would mix that up. Yeah, but, no, you're right. Um, uh, but on so the the one attraction is hosted by um, one of the members of the society, and on a buoy mm-hmm. or something, on a box or a buoy, I think it is. There's some of the um, Atlantean language, so they've even retroactively worked that in to. I didn't realize that this whole overarching story. So. That it, yeah. theoretically he could huh. um, become eventually in the story a member of C or his grandfather. I would love that. Him. Yeah, I, yeah, that yeah. Uh, I've never made that connection before. I'm a big C fan. Yeah. I've never made that connection. Um, and I'll, I'll I because I know I know it's like I think Mary Oceaneer is the C yes. member. That's that's the um, Most that's represented. Knows. Yeah, but I but I didn't realize there was Atlantean riding on that buoy huh oh. i'd love to look at that more um i gotta do some homework on that that's that's awesome um but yeah i yeah and i think typhoon lagoon would be a cool place to put some more atlantis stuff um yeah like i said i, I love atlantis and i wish there was more wish there was more I, 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 I think the 30th anniversary was just recently or the 20th anniversary 25th anniversary oh, i think it no. was yeah oh, yeah yeah there, there there was a magic band that was about it oh really like all the marks they, yeah they, they, yeah they, they did like a like a i guess like a three thousand piece magic band release and oh. that was about it yeah did so, you get it i haven't yet um i i, okay. I was yeah I'm, I'm maybe looking at buying it on ebay maybe um I, I i i didn't have anyone down there that day that was that could pick it up for me i was i was really chomping at the yeah. bit to get it but um, I, I have, there's a lot of cool, there's a lot of cool Etsy shops that sell like, um, three printed with an led light of that crystal from the movie. 
you can like kind of like a lot of cosplayers buy them, but I think it'd be cool to have a little bit of um, kind of fan made merch from that movie. Well, but, that was a, that uh, was actually an activity on um, Castaway Key uh, back. Well, this was this is going back probably around two thousand four, two thousand no, it was two thousand three. Um, it was like okay. the kids club. You could that was one of the activities was making one of the crystal necklaces. Um, oh, nice. Movie. Because it probably was in promotion of the, the, the sequel that came out in 03. So that's probably what, what it was. Yeah, that, that adds up. That adds up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, so keep going on this. I think we're get, we got a couple more questions and we'll end it for today. Um, so I know we've kind of already talked about retheming rides, but um, is there anything that you can think of that you'd want to retheme? Um, I know we've already, we've already talked a lot, of, a lot about retheming today, but... Um, yeah, sure, anything yeah. that sticks out to you? Um, I would love to retheme. Um, I I would love to see what retheming dinosaur would look like. Um, okay. there was there was talk. I think three, four years ago now, about that whole area changing to like an Indiana Jones area. Yeah, I've um, heard that that rumor. I I know that the track and everything is basically the same. As yeah, the it's Indiana like a, it's like a carbon ride. copy for sure. Yeah, but I would love to see them still somehow keep the story of this ride, but somehow work Indiana Jones into it like he like finds a huh. lost land of the dinosaurs or something like that yeah just something so ridiculous 40s beef flick because i mean that's like or 40 cereal because that's what yeah. the whole idea of indiana jones is so it'd be fun if you sort of retroactively sort of reworked it to like so, like this middle ground between the two rides as they are now no that that, that would be cool i think it'd be cool to do um kind of really lean into like C in because technically I think right now Indiana Jones is a member of C or like an honorary member because Jock Lindsay is a member of C. Yeah. Um, no, you're absolutely so I think right. it'd be cool to do um, instead of doing a whole, I people like, Oh, like calling for um, Disneyland's Indiana Jones ride to be just put in animal kingdom. I think that would be, not a great idea. Like, like I said, I like some park exclusivity. I think if they do a different story within the Indiana Jones universe and yeah. just kind of fix up uh, Dino Land because that's just a mess anyway. But um, <laughs> that, that's one part of Animal Kingdom I'm not a huge fan of. Obviously, it was uh, – we can go into uh, talk about Eisner and things like that. But um, basically, they're trying to think like, we need something to put in this area. Go. Find the cheapest way to do it. And that's what it was. Minus Dinosaur. I think Dinosaur has done really well. Um, oh, yeah. But obviously it was counted under extinction back then. Now it's dinosaur. Um, mm -hmm. So I I, and I think okay. if and and I obviously I don't I I think they should need to integrate because I'm a big C fan. I'd love to see more integration. I think being super blatant with it um, and it, it is kind of plays down the exclusivity of what C is. But I think if they have like kind of like a like a C headquarters in Disney World and that being that area in Animal Kingdom would be kind of neat. You just um, took it to a whole new level. It's kind of like Disney World's 
um, main hub. Obviously, in Hong Kong, we have Mystic Manor as like the main hub um, for seed there in that park. Um, but just kind of have like a really kind of like a like a sea base in a way, um, yeah. where we see that Indiana Jones tie in even stronger with with sea and also the parks itself. That would actually be phenomenal. Like, yeah, yeah. if you just made that a sea. Ba but like you can even I mean because obviously thematically you'd have to tie that into the overarching theme of sure um, Animal Kingdom so you could make that like a sea outpost but they're specifically focused on conservation there yeah definitely and and you know the, you can have your own like exclusive or like original park character who runs that outpost but then yeah you could have Indiana Jones yeah kind of coming in and you know, helping with this experiment because the greatest act of conservation would be to mm -hmm. be bring back extinct species. Yeah. So. Yeah. Oh, that, there we go. Right. That's awesome. <laughs> kind of have a, a Jurassic park ride on our hands there too. Um, yeah. Oh, geez, but yeah. yeah. And, and oh, cause like, no. cause, because yeah, yeah. Cause I, cause I, cause I, I would love to see that. Uh, even more than having Zootopia put in Animal Kingdom, and that's been kicked around a lot recently. Um, once we see the success of what they're doing over in Asia, with with I think it's is it Hong Kong that's getting Zootopia, Zootopia's land uh, or uh, Zootopia no there? Idea. I think it's Hong it's Kong or Shanghai is getting it. Yeah, <laughs> um, and then also they're talking about putting Black Panther in in Animal Kingdom, um, just to have kind of a Marvel base in in orlando because i drew this whole avengers campus uh, initiative um so i think that would be so, that would be um good too I, I feel like putting wakanda in animal kingdom i i just something about that doesn't sit right it just feels yeah. like it's in bad taste it would be like a slap yeah, in the face i i, I think so too yeah and, and I, I i think I think they're. I think they're, they're going to test the waters with Wakanda first in Disneyland. Uh, I know they're kind of. They kind of teased that with the new potential park expansion over there. Yeah. Um, so. I'm not against. I'm not against having Black Panther in the park. I love. I love Black Panther. I love the world of Wakanda. I just something about that yeah. just feels a little icky. Yeah, I I, I, I I agree with that too. I agree with that too. Um, so my retheme would be. Um, yeah. It's not to say a ride. I think I've already talked a lot about rides. Um, and this is an effort to preserve a ride. Um, a big Splash Mountain fan. I think we'll have a whole episode about um, what's going on with the cultural sensitivity initiative in Disney. Um, but I would love them to revert their efforts away from Splash Mountain. I think they can fix it in a way that would be sensitive. Um, but I think if they retheme Tom Sawyer's Island and kind of have this kind of bayou feel in there, um, and have Tiana's place put um, in there, maybe add some additional bridges down there to easy access. Um, because there's that restaurant already down there. And if they really would to kind of spruce that up and turn that into Tiana's place, I think that would be a good way to um, make sense of having Tiana um, in Frontierland meets Liberty Square, um, yeah. but also to add some life down to um, because I don't, I don't I, again, I haven't gone down to Tom Sawyer's Island in ages. Uh, I, I think I've been there once, really. For some reason, I love, I love Tom Sawyer's Island. There's something about it. I, I, 
I don't go a ton, admittedly, but if sure, uh, it, I, there's something just sort of magical to it about me, or something <laughs> to to me about it. No, I'm magical. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> yeah. Fun. Um, and so our last question of tonight, or for this episode, is: Is there any attraction for you that is untouchable, like cannot be touched, shouldn't be touched, uh, ever? Other than maybe some maybe some basic plussing up of just keeping things fresh. Mm -hmm. Um, honestly, I can't think of anything right now. I, I, I see the writing on the wall for the haunted mansion because of only because of the hanging guy in the stretching Mm -hmm. scene. Um, uh, so I see, I see the writing on the wall there. Um, and I'm bracing myself for it. I, you know, I get the change or I get the people, saying it should change um i if if anything i would say that ride is untouchable but um mm-hmm. no i i think you know even carousel of progress is long overdue for some, some no I, I agree with that i agree with there. that um i watched this wonderful um uh video essay a couple weeks ago about how once tron opens up they should close uh they should close Space Mountain and just gut the roller coaster out of it and make it a more modern roller coaster inside. Not get rid of Space Mountain, but just sure. make it a smooth no, I agree with that. Um, and you know all of the, um, you know all the Fantasyland rides. I, I think are you know they. I don't think they'll ever get rid of Peter Pan, um, but mm, not fully. The, but I yeah. definitely see. Yeah, the, I definitely see changes coming to that in the future. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, but, but yeah, I don't, I don't really think any rides, um, if, if anything, the last decade has taught, has taught us that no yeah. ride is untouchable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, for me, I would say the only thing that's really untouchable for me, and I think we've already seen a little bit of, of changes, um, with the redhead scene is, is pirates, uh, especially, especially, um, Disneyland's cause that was the last ride that Walt, Walt really worked on. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of history there and a lot of nostalgia for a lot of people. And, um, it's kind of like that last bit of Walt that we have, obviously with, with the whole company and all these projects he worked on, but that was his last kind of, um, his last work, his last, um, kind of, um, I would say love story to the median, uh, the medium of, of animatronics and a dark ride. Um, I would say similar thing goes for country bears. Um, that was, uh, Walt's last laugh. Um, his last thing that made him laugh, at least what we know of um, from the stories of the creators of that, of that show. Um, so I would say those two for me, um, it's kind of our last little, little piece of Walt, um, left, um, and were his last little pieces that he um, used to touch his fans. And I think those are special. Um, I think Disney worlds can be changed, can be even, um, even t- replaced. Um, it was never meant for Disney world. Ultimately um, it was shoehorned in at the very end. Cause people were like, where's pirates and we can get into um, <laughs> uh, Western river on another, on another day. But uh, oh, I yeah. think, I think pirates is the last little bit of wall that we have, um, in Disneyland for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Cause I was, I was so ignorant 
for like the first half, first huge chunk of my life, I, mm -hmm. I didn't really understand the difference between pirates in Florida and fr uh, pirates in California. And it's yeah. just it's night Big and difference. day, really. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I would agree with you uh, uh, about that. I think everything that has, um, I, I don't see more reason uh, for it to change. Uh, mm. any any further than it already has i think yeah. everything that needed to be addressed has been addressed the only thing i would mm. say is possibly um dial back the the presence of the movies um oh eventually. sure yeah because i feel I, like yeah, oh, I, there's yeah. too much dialogue about jack yeah. sparrow mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. But, i i, I like I, you put it earlier in the show i love those movies that first one is i think uh, one of the greatest um, live action disney movies ever made in my opinion oh, yeah. um yeah i love it i love it i love it gore, gore verbinski um in an interview uh said when they set out to make the first one uh they wanted to make the pirate mm -hmm. movie to end all pirate movies and i and i feel looking at I everything agree. every every pirate related film that's come after come after it yeah they accomplished it i agree totally agree and it's a love letter to the ride no, yeah, it really is. It really is. If you, yeah, because I rode pirates as a young kid and kind of looking at it now um, from that lens of them creating that, creating the ride or creating the movie from the ride. Um, mm -hmm. you, there's a lot more things you can pick out and see and seeing even watching the ride throughs of of Disneyland. Because unfortunately, I've never been to Disneyland. I was gonna go. Um, last October, but the pandemic happened. Um, yeah. but I can't wait to ride that in person and to really kind of see all those things that I've missed even in the ride in the ride through. So, um, yeah, I think in the day we, we, we love the parks and we, want, we just want the best of the parks. And, um, Absolutely. if there's a way to make things better, we want to see that. So mm -hmm. perfect. Perfect. Well, awesome. Mason. I think that was a great first episode for us. Um, like I said, if you want to follow us, uh, make sure you subscribe to whatever, podcast app you are listening to us on or you're watching us on youtube make sure you slap a like on this video uh comment and also subscribe so you are always here whenever we publish a new podcast um today we'll be going up um our podcast today will be going up on a wednesday i think we're looking at um Maybe it'll be every Wednesday, maybe every Monday. We'll see what works best for us and what works best for all of you. Um, but like I said, make sure you follow all of us on our social media platforms. I'm Matt Artiberry on Instagram and Twitter. Um, like I said, you also follow me on YouTube at Matt and Mary Kate. That's our, that's my wife and I's uh, vlog channel. You can also find Mason, um, Mason Betterly on Instagram and also unofficial Disney CEO on TikTok. He has some great TikToks um, each and every day. So make sure you check out his content there as well. Um, so we're happy you've been able to sit with us here on the Hubgrass. Hope you enjoyed our conversation today. We look forward to having another one very soon with all of you. So we'll see you guys next time and have a great day. Please stand clear of the doors. <laughs>